Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good day, everyone, and welcome to All Talk with Jason. Mike, uh, thanks for joining us. Mike, good to see you, my friend. Great to see you, mate. Um, see you having a bit of sushi there to get you started, to get a bit of energy for the uh, for the podcast oh, today. I skipped any brekkie today, mate, so I was starving. Yeah. So, um, How I, are you on breakfast? I'm terrible on breakfast. Well, I am actually, um, you know, the more I do this podcast and hear myself talk out loud, the more I think I'm a... Bit of a pain in the ass, actually. Right. Yeah, well, we, we all get that when we listen to ourselves, mate. Yeah, well, I was just thinking that, um, well, I do the uh, the old uh, intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. As I, because oh, you do the eight-hour thing, don't you? 16, or the 16 yeah, hours. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. go, I stop eating at five after my dinner. Yes. And then I start again at, uh, well, what's that, uh, 12 and 4, 9 the next day. Yeah. Well, I, I actually probably do that inadvertently because mm. I'm, I, I've never been a breakfast guy. I think oh. it was because in my youth I was always hungover and didn't feel like eating anyway. Sure. Um, and, but, but I've got it all up the wazoo because all my timing's out. I start eating at about, quite seriously, about three in the afternoon. Right. And then I go right through to when I go to bed, which right. is the worst thing you can do in terms of your digestion and things like that. Yeah, well, you're not burning the energy. Um, well, you're that's not. True. You're not. You're not burning it off. But I think I probably inadvertently do the fasting thing yeah. because I don't start eating till very late in the day. Yeah. Well, what you sort of find is you're getting older with fitness because I, you know, none of us want to be fatties, do we? No. If we can help it, I don't think you're ever going to be a fatty. I, well, I occasionally get a bit of man breast going on, but I, I, I'm never going to be a huge guy. Well, no, but you got to keep an eye on it because you do start blowing out after the age of sort of thirty is the classic, isn't it? That you For know, sure. and then it doesn't get any easier to keep it off. Like when you're in your twenties, it just burns off from sitting there. Um, then sort of you get your exercise regime going, but as you get older, your body can't really hack it. No. So you need to find other ways to keep the fat off. So this intermittent fasting is bloody good, actually. I do yeah. that, and then I do sort of 10 to 20 minutes exercise a day, and that keeps me pretty good. Yeah, well, pretty you're looking good. bloody fit and trim, mate, I have well, to say that. But that's that's all to do with your sunbathing as well, I think. Well, that's right. There's something about a deep, dark, mahogany tan. That's, yeah, I've gone a bit far. That just reeks of health, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. And even even though, actually, it's not true, is it? You're, you're probably going to die earlier because of all your uh, your sun your sun exposure. Yeah, well, exactly. Your um, melanomas. That, that's the thing. We, we tend to look as a... Uh, look upon the tan as as a, a very healthy thing, mm. but actually it's just dead skin. That's right. Uh, and you're exposing your body to the sun's rays. Do you get a mole map? Uh, I do get a mole map. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've started doing that. Um, that's the fear, isn't it, that your uh, your tanning is going to lead to some kind of a skin cancer um, that'll end your days much sooner. And then you sort of look at it and you think, God, was it worth it? Yeah. Well, I, I, I use the example, and this is a generational thing of my father, mm. never worn sunscreen in his life. Right. And he would always, always, my friend, every single summer be as purple and bright red just throughout the summer. That 
that's the image I have oh. of my dad in the summertime. He didn't brown up. He didn't. Oh, he sort of browned up, but he'd always be there. Would always be a reddish hue to him, right? You know what I mean. And he was a big, solid fella. Oh, right. he is a big, solid fella. Um, he'd have that bronze sort of reddish hue. But they're hacking shit out of him all the time now. Yeah. And um, well, because my, my uh, mate of mine, he's a, a Maori fella, and he had he has the opinion that you don't wear sunscreen. He said the sunscreen is a thing that breaks down the cells in your skin. Right. That we never used to ha- humans never used to have sunscreen, and yes. that we got along fine. But I think that's true for people that have a darker pigment in their skin. Possibly, yes. Not necessarily so for um, the, the fairer complexion type. We just get roasted. Yeah. Well, I, I'm one of roasted. those guys, you know, that I'll, I'll get sunburnt, go red for a day or two, and then I tend to go a deep, gorgeous brown sort of colour. Yeah, uh, right. but I, but I have to go through the burn first. Yeah, that's but, right. And you know, there's all there's been all this controversy lately, of course, about all these sunblocks that don't actually work as mm, well. You mm, know, what I mean, half of them mm, are bullshit. Yeah. Um, but we want to encourage our listeners out there put that slip, slop, and slap. Yeah. Uh, because I tell you what, it's been fiercely hot. Yeah. Up here for the last couple of weeks, that's oh, for it sure. Has. It's been absolutely steaming. And one thing I love about uh, about summer is actually getting that first burn in. Yeah. I always say, I don't know why I say it, but get your first burn and then it feels like summer. There's that, and obviously you, um, summer doesn't feel like summer to you, Jason, until you've, until you've been outside mowing your lawns and you've got um, Sublime playing on the radio. You yes. know you love your Sublime. Oh, Jean-Michel Blaise, probably. Uh, the sound of summer. And the cricket, of course. Well, yeah, well, Another sound of summer. Well, that's, that's the thing. I can't find the sound of summer at the moment, but it's on Magic FM, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's an app. But yes, certainly cricket is the sound of summer, isn't it? Oh, it is. Um, is. You've got to have it on, even if you hate hate cricket. Do you remember? Do you, I don't know if you remember this as a kid, you know, and, and, and I played a lot of sport as a young fella in the summertime, and you get the massive burn on, or you go to the beach as a kid and you get burnt to shit, and then you go into the, into the shower, the old hot water, you know, jump around. God, those were good times. I've got two words for you. Yes. Calamine lotion. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, my mother didn't believe in the prevention of sunburn. She was very much uh, ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. The treatment thereof. And then just uh, put me in the shower. You're absolutely right. Put you in the shower. And yep. she'd say, count to 10. And by the time you got to 10, that horrific burn had stopped. Yes. And then she'd smother you in uh, calamine lotion. Yes. And send you off to bed to stick to the sheet. Yes. And you could just feel yourself absolutely radiating heat. Oh, yeah. You know, if you lent on the wallpaper, it would peel off. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that was how we grew up back in the 80s. Yeah, ab- uh, absolutely. Know? Same with me, mate. And, you know, you'd s- spend time slowly peeling that skin oh. off. You know, peeling the old sunburn off. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah, that's right. I'd feed it to the dog. Oh, would you? <laughs> A bit of a bit of Mike Jerky. That's right, because you wanted to see how big a piece of skin you could get off, and what you know, yeah, in one, one piece. go. Yeah, it's like peeling an orange. That's right, and just wanting to do it all in one go. Yeah, exactly. Or getting the peeler on an apple. Yes. You always gutted when it breaks. Exactly. Oh, God. Come and eat this, Sally. Sally was my dog. Yes, she'd eat the apple core, uh, apple peel as well, would she? No, no, I wouldn't let her have the good stuff. Oh, just your I'd skin. Sti- I'd stick the apple peel in the bin. And I'd give her my dead skin. Yeah, nice. Mm. Nice. Hey, where are we And it at? used to taste like Latan. Do you remember Latan? Yeah, Latan. Of course yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah. The smell of summer. That was, wasn't it? We could bring that back. I think that was one of the ones that didn't work at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was called Latan, so it was French. Yeah, it was, and they also had Le Specs. Yes, it was more of a basting type arrangement it with was. Latan. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But great I, marketing. Great. I marketing. remember the bottle, a brown yeah. bottle mm-hmm. with Latin and Le blue. Tain, if it I was recall. blue as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. fact, I think they had a blue and a white bottle as well, which were different strengths. Yes. Or I mean, it was the same stuff, just in different bottles. Yeah, just yeah. A, it was a scam. A marketing scam. Hey, a little bit of an update. Where are we at with Captain Nancy, mate? Well. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's been back in touch again, which is great news. Um, we sent off a missive to her um, last week, if you remember, just saying that we, you know, once been twice shy, we'd had an issue before with Maggie Tillerson where things had fallen apart a little bit, um, and we just needed to be doubly sure um, that Captain Nancy was legit. Yeah. Um, so we asked her to... Um, uh, well, we sent an email off to her saying that we would need uh, proof from yes. her, asking her to Understandably. send a, yeah, send a photo to us um, in a bikini or not in a bikini, whatever, mm, mm. Um, but holding a copy of this week's Coffee News. Um, now, she's gotten back to us. It was sort of, she sent two emails quite quickly. The first saying, a serious person cannot be asking for nude pictures. Therefore, if you are not satisfied with the one I sent to you, leave. Yeah, that's, whoa. It's harsh, wasn't it? <laughs> leave. And I just thought, oh, she's, there must be a misunderstanding here. Yeah. Um, sort of some kind of cultural difference between New Zealand and America um, where she hasn't understood what I was saying. Um, and then, you know, that's, maybe I just caught her at a bad time. Sure. Because she followed up with an email at 3 a.m. Because um, I know that the mosquitoes are really bad in Afghanistan. Yeah, oh, they would be. It'd be so, a nightmare. Yeah, she's probably woken up and thought, oh, I'll just get this email off because I'm you know, on her mind. She'd be thinking, God, I've got that treasure chest filled with 7.5 mil. million. Yeah, I've got to get it Yeah, I've got to get, get rid of it. So she sent one back saying, look, if you're serious and very sure you will assist me 100% in this matter, just tell me what you want me to write on a sheet of paper. I will do it. But just to tell you I am re- oh, just to tell you I'm real, though it will be difficult for me to do for security reasons. Sure. I shall be expecting your urgent respond, your friend, uh, Captain Nancy. Um, I, I went back to her. I said, thank you so much, Nancy. I did not mean to offend you. I only want to be sure that our relationship is real. Um, you and I had a discussion, Jace. About yeah, we what, did. You know, and it's hard, isn't it? Because if she is fake, which we don't think she is. No, she seems totally genuine to me. Yeah, we... You know, she could sort of find any old piece of paper and cut and paste it into a photo of her and make it look like it was current or I don't know how they do it. So we sort of went for a word that would be a bit harder to find on the net. So we just put, if you could please write sicko, that will be fine. Um, All the very best with this mission, Mike and Jace. So that's sicko with four O's. Yes. Now, you, you, you might find sicko. You probably will find that sicko written somewhere. But not with four O's, you but won't. sicko. Yeah, yeah. Is, the is elongated it, sicko. That's right. It's a tougher thing to find. So haven't heard back from her yet. Um, if she sends back a photo, obviously, of her, um, either in or out of her um, government-issued Stars and Stripes bikini holding a piece of paper that's got sicko written on it, we're in. We're we're in business, mate. Yeah, we're guns blazing. As we'll it be were. ready to send off our passport details and anything else that she might want. So, yeah, as always, we're going to post these updated um, photos on the Instagram um, as they come in. So, any issues that you guys have got, any questions you've got about it, or any things that you think we should be raising with Nancy, just comment underneath the photos, and um, and we'll address them here on the potty. Yeah, great stuff, mate. Well, I think I think that's great. And sicko was a really good idea because you're right. I mean, you'll you'll find sicko 
but you won't find sicko. Uh, so that's clever. That's clever. It's really putting the pressure on them. Hey, but let's get into the uh, chit-chat and the advice, and we're starting off with a bit of general chit-chat with Jason Mike. It's general chat with Jason Mike. Yeah, another one here in off the uh, Instagram, which is proving really popular. All talk with Mike and uh, all talk with Jason Mike on the Insta there. Uh, give it a follow. I'm considering a visit to the local strippies with my brother-in-law. I've never heard it called a strippy. No. Stripper. Or strip club. Strip club, sure. Um, um, that's about it. Place of ill repute. Yeah. Um, bottomless pit. Yeah, yeah, strippies. Anyway, but, um, just wondering if there's any etiquette involved with a visit to said establishment with um, your wife's brother. Thanks and all the best to you and yours. Cheers, mates. And that's from Pedro in Christchurch. Pedro. Thanks for the... Uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? It is. Well, I guess the first question I would ask in that regard, Mike, is what's his relationship with the brother-in-law like? I mean, are they... Is it? Is it are a they new, sleeping together? Well, yeah. Uh, is is it, are they just starting out in a relationship mm-hmm. in terms of getting to know each other, or are they are they well established? Are they they've known each other for quite a long time? Um, so that's the first question I would ask with regards to it. Strippies, strip clubs. Your thoughts? Well, mm, mm, let's go with strip clubs first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't like them. No. Um, I have been. Yes. Um, and it's normally you sort of find yourself in them, uh, you know, and certainly it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but it sort of seems to be du jour when it's the only bar left open. Generally and, that's the case, isn't it? It's at one or two in the morning when everyone's even, been yeah, on the piss. Yeah, even like, yeah, that's right. You sort of, you don't go, hey, we're going out for a Friday night, uh, meet you at seven at the strip club. Sure. You know, it's sort of the, the very last option. I don't even know if they're open at seven. Oh. oh, they probably are, actually. God knows. Yeah. Um, so as it always seems to be when your judgments are a little bit off. Yeah. Um, and you still want to keep on drinking, um, and so you go there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. There's nothing – seems a, a strange place to throw your money around to me. And maybe yeah. it's just me being tight-fisted. Look, I'll be right up front with you here. I don't like them. Hmm. I'm the same. You know, and, and you're right, generally speaking, those sort of occasions occur at the end of a very long evening. Mm-hmm. You go, where are we going to go now, fellas? Oh, let's go to the strippy. Let's go to the strippy. You know, and you'll stagger off there and, and stuff. I never know what to do with myself in those establishments. I, ne- I, I, I can barely bring myself, in all honesty, to look. Mm. Um, because I'm, I'm more interested in the people around the place rather than the people that are taking all their clothes off. You know, when you've got someone bending over right in your face, I, 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 I don't cope with it well, Mike. Well, it's not, it's not erotic to me. No, neither. Neither. I like a bit of mystery. Do you know that about me? Mm. I need to be wooed a little bit. Um, you know, I need a little bit of romance. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, and don't just come out here with your clothes off. Yes. Um, and expect me to, you know, stuff a whole bunch of fake dollars inside your, your, your britches G-string. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just doesn't work for me. In fact, the the best strippers that I ever went to was in, um, and I've, I've probably been to five, without a word of a lie, yeah. in my life. Stag do's and that sort of thing. And... Um, it was in. I, Los- had a, I had a stripper for my stag do, which I oh, specifically God. asked not to happen. Yeah. I said to my mate, 
Brendan. Was there two of you there, was he? <laughs> well, I said to him, I don't want a stripper, all right? That's tacky shit. Yeah. I don't want a stripper. Of course, he got a stripper. Mm-hmm. My dad was there. My brothers were there. It was just horrible one. Yeah. And the, and the woman was... It's hard was, to maintain an erection when your father's well, in the room. Well, exactly, staring at you, you know. It's just like, for God's sake. And in actual fact, to such a, an extent that the woman that was stripping for me, she had me placed in the middle of a stage on a seat... I was saying, you're not enjoying this, are you? Oh, and I was well, like, she oh. wouldn't be if, you, if that's your bedroom <laughs> talk. And you say that to all your partners, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Just you're not enjoying this. Area. Um, but no, I don't. I'm not a big fan. No, and, and the, as I say, the best one I went to was in Las Vegas, and I, I can't remember. Was it called Shadows or something? And it was in the uh, hotel we were staying in, as, as part of the bar. And what they had was they had booths behind the bar. There was maybe a really long bar, and there was maybe three or four booths that were maybe, what would they be, maybe 1,800 wide by, you know, a couple of metres high. Sure. And that was it. And it had a screen in front of it, and they were backlit with a red light, and you could ju- all you could see was the shadow dancing. Or the silhouette. The silhouette. Yes. And you could see them stripping. Now, that was, that I liked. Right. You yeah, know, because that as was you tasteful, say, and the, it left some things to the imagination. imagination yeah, That's sure. Right. There, there was a bit of mystery involved in it, as opposed to you just brazen, whip it off, bend over in Flopping front of you, around. shove a couple of dollars in the G-string sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, they sort of come around to the table begging money off you. And so, and it just doesn't feel like, you know, we're all on a level playing field here. And yes. the drinks cost about 45 bucks for a beer as well. I mean, they're ripping you off from the moment you walk through the well, door. Well, they know that you're as pissed as a chook, don't they? Well, yeah, because you're as pissed as a chook. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah. And, but there are always interesting characters uh, in there. But, yeah, I just sort of found that if I find myself in there, then I know it's time to go home. I tell you, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, there, there are always interesting characters in that scenario. Always the guy introducing the woman. Yeah. It's Lacey, sexy Lacey. Give her a round of applause. You know, that guy. Yeah. And he's usually a fat, overweight, yeah. heinous-looking bastard yeah. sitting in the corner booth. That's right. Controlling the music and That's bringing right. the ladies out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like I always get chatting to them. They've always got some good stories. Always good stories. <laughs> uh, but it just sort of feels like it's a bit... Sad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, I mean. That's what it is. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, I find it really depressing. Yeah. But, you know, and it's that weird thing, going along with your brother and all, that's why I was asking earlier on, you know, what's your relationship like? It's a bit like, you know, guys that sit around and watch porn together. Mm. You know what I mean? I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm. Um, You're why, a big porn guy, though. Yeah, what about, I mean, what, what, why would you sit around with other guys watching porn? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I had a mate. <laughs> and he and oh, yeah. and and he said his uncle, who was a very well hung, w- w- successful man, him and all his mates used to sit around and and watch porn together and do all sorts of things. And I just went, I couldn't think of anything more disgusting or heinous than sitting with a group of men watching porn, for example. So what's the difference? It's homoerotic. It, it is there homoerotic. Is no, there is no doubt about it. It's very much the same in in various rugby clubs around, you know, where they sort of strip each night. You know, stag dudes where they strip your mate naked and tie him to a lamppost. It's yeah. like my Shave mates and I, yeah, off. my mates and I, we never did that. It's like, what is the appeal? Is this the behaviour of friends? Because that's unforgivable. Yes. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's, there's massive, there'll be, Guys that listen to this podcast right now that think we're weird. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, because that's that's just the norm. 
Uh, but I just I I don't want to see my mate's penis. I just don't. No, I don't want to go near it with clippers or anything well, else. Well, my point is really, uh, you know, in terms of like guys watching porn together, for example, what are you supposed to do? Mm. You know, what are you doing? Well, you I mean, you can't do anything about watching the porn because there's presumably guys all around you. That's right. You're not going to whip it out, are you, and just have a go at yourself. But is the person that's putting it on hoping that that is what's going to happen, that it's going to lead into something? I don't know. the purpose for porn is it's not just something, you know, we're talking before about the sound of summer. You don't just have a porn running in the background as you're going, you know, making dinner and sort of going outside and um, doing a bit of gardening. You don't just have the porn on in the background, do you? Yeah. You don't. You can change the channel, babe. I was just, I'm not really, really I'm not really watching you watch what you want to watch while you prepare your, I've finished your what, pasta. I've, I've finished watching that. Yeah, yeah. And that is the point. It serves a purpose. It's get yes. in, get out. Yes. Um, watching it with mates. No, you're totally right. It's um, Yeah, I find it odd. Um, so you need to establish with your brother-in-law what side of the fence you're And look, if you're into it, if you're into strippers, then fill your boots. Um, you know, it's it's an industry. It's a, it's a, Everybody's getting what they need, I guess, um, I hope. And uh, but if your brother feels like your brother-in-law feels the way Jason I feel, then you're going to be creating a really awkward situation, particularly if your behaviour gets a little bit out there. Yeah, you know because you do see some guys down there that, you know, oh get, yeah, I mean, a bit enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I went with a bunch of comedians once, about three or four of us. One of them got on the stage and actually did a set. Bloody funny it was too, Australian fella. It was a very funny set because mm. they they realised that we were comedians. They said, oh, you guys should get up there and do a bit of a set. And he went, all while, right. While the girl was doing the dance. While the girl was doing the dance, he did a set. It was bloody funny. But why is he telling the wife that they're doing this? Uh, no, I don't think he is. He's just wondering about if there's any etiquette involved with a visit to set establishment with, with, the, with the wife's brother. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to, you know, because obviously, you know, in this situation – the brother's going to be thinking, God, this guy's with my my sister? Yeah. Or, but maybe, you know, he's one of those guys like, eh, it's completely separate. They keep those things separate from the relationship. They don't think one affects the other. Yeah. Well, maybe, and it could be their seedy little secret. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? What's your opinion on your wife going to strippers, like men's male strippers? Oh, look, I mean, if she, I know for a fact that my wife would not be interested mm-hmm, in that. Mm-hmm. But if she were, go, like you said, fill your boots. Absolutely. I, I don't got, have an issue I've with got it. absolutely no concerns about that whatsoever. No. And if my wife said, I'm off to the strippers, you know, if she was going every second night, yeah. I might have some concerns. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> um, but, you know, once in a while, go for it. Yeah, totally. Totally I, agree. I personally am not interested. Yeah. Particularly male strippers. Yeah. Well, um, and the, the order that I'm interested in strippers, if I had to go, is female strippers first? Yes. Male strippers second. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go along with that. And what they do is these male strippers, um, is they get semi engorged because you yeah, sort of yeah. notice these guys are real ripped and you know. And oh, of they, course. And if they go full, well, you're not going to be a male stripper and be a fat bastard, are you? Well, they have fatograms. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but what they do is they get because of course they're all you know muscular generally, um, and well hung. Yeah. Which seems like an incredibly lucky combination to have. But there's actually a trick that they do is, and I don't know if it works these days, where I think they um, they tend to shave and wax a bit more, I'd imagine. Sure, makes it look bigger. But what they used to do in the day of the male bush was they'd get um, what we call a, a semi on. Yes. And then they'd take a condom and they tie off 
at the base of the penis to keep the penis engorged. Right, yeah. Big like that. And then, of course, the condom's hidden uh, within the shrubbery of the pubic hair. Okay, yeah. So they come oh, out okay, there interesting. Like, wow, this guy's, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had I a mate for that once. I had a mate. He wasn't a male. Um, wasn't a male stripper, um, but he he was in a theatre show where he had to be naked. Oh, yeah. and he he was very it's not ladies' night, was it? It might have Remember been. Remember, I was up night. for that in Palmerston North. And he 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 used to run with the semi. Oh yeah. Um, because he said, you know, I, and I know it probably seems like a vanity thing, but it's not. I just want to. I don't want to be totally shrunken, and yeah, you know what I mean. I, I want to have something to show for it. Are you a grower or a shower, Jace? I'm a grower. Oh yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, um, and boy, once it's grown, yeah, look out. Um, but fortunately, I've never had to do a live, uh, you know, a, a live theatre show nude. Yeah, well, if I'm standing to the side of the stage about to go on and do my strip tease, which the story has led up to, and Ladies Night, for example, they decide to put the strip tease together because they're all, you know, been laid off from the coal mines. Sure. So you have to go through the story, and then ultimately at the end, you do your dance. Doing all that acting and then getting up to the final act where it's about to happen and standing side of stage trying to get a semi. Yes. I don't know if I'd cope very well under that kind of pressure. No, it's, it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, um, Pedro in Christchurch, all the best with that. As we say, fill your boots if that's your thing. Well, you need to determine, you need to put in some groundwork as to whether what side of you know the line this guy sits on is he is he like you that he's a sicko and he loves going to strippers yeah or is he a normal well functioning human being um that's not interested in that kind of thing um because that will determine your behavior one way or the other and ca- yeah. and if I was you mate stay sober yeah. what what you really want to come out of this is that he behaves like an absolute pig yes and then you get to hold it over him Forever. That's right. And then the next time you can go to the strippers, you can behave as you normally did, and then he can't say anything about it because you've also got something over him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's great advice, mate. Just get a really good gauge on where he's at, what, what, what side of the line he's on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But let's uh, carry on with it, and it's time now for Jason Mike Talk Relationships. I think she's cheating on me. It's Relationship Advice with Jace and Mike. Hi, guys. Loving the show. Keep up the great work. Summer is here and the lawn is growing. And man, I love a good lawn. Problem is my wife thinks I love my lawn more than her. Some days I do, but I dare not tell her that. I know you love a good looking, freshly cut lawn, Jace. And the satisfaction I get from it is unparalleled. I can't just walk away from it because every day I come home, it's there, looking splendid. However, I know the wife is feeling left out. How do I give them both the attention they rightly deserve? Any help greatly appreciated from Brad. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of men out there with a love for a lawn. I count myself as one of those men, Mike. Me too. There is something massively satisfying 
about a beautifully cut, freshly mown lawn. Mm-hmm. It just zhuzhes your entire house up, doesn't it? Yep. There's nothing worse, for example, than a lawn that's massively overgrown with weeds and things like that. It makes you feel grubby. It's I, I liken it to an outside vacuum. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know about you, Mike, I can't stand dirty carpets. Mm-hmm. And so I'm vacuuming all the time. It's the same with me for the lawn. I vacuum, I, I mow the lawns all the time because it gives me so much satisfaction. It gives me a sense of well-being yeah. when I see that my lawn is beautifully mown. Completely agree. And, um, you know, at home we have a, uh, had a verge that was massively overgrown, to be honest. Yeah. And it was one of those situations where it's like, is this the council's responsibility sure. or is this our responsibility? And they had they had um, dealt with it just prior to us moving in or around about the same time. So we thought it was them, but they never came back. So it was growing and growing and growing and growing. And uh, to be honest, it was a bit of an eyesore. So I got out there with the uh, line trimmer. Yep, a the weed whacker. Back, and I spent, you know, hours on it. Getting the whole place looking tip top, and that just you know the satisfaction I had, you know I sort of know what it's like now to give birth. Yes, you know. Yeah, sure. It's uh, an equivalent kind of process. It is probably an equivalent amount of work too. Yeah, I know. I think so. I mean, I had a bit of a bead on at the end of it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um. So, and what I also realised was that when it was overgrown, I was actually the worst neighbour on the street. Right. Our in place terms- was, in terms, in terms of your of lawns, appearance. yeah, 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 I hear what you say. Not behaviour. Um, and so having it up to scratch now, I'm very finicky about it. You know, I'm out there a lot more often than I used to be. And just yesterday I was walking across the lawn and I just see it's, you just know when it's getting a little bit too long. Yeah. The eye catches, catches it. it and yeah, you're off. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's no good. I know I have to be out there within 24, 36 hours to get that. I might do it at 3 o'clock in the morning, actually, next time I get woken up by the uh, the painters. Well, the, the advantage of that is that it's nice and cool at that time, isn't it? Exactly. Um, you see, what I do with my lawn, one of the things that does annoy me about mowing the lawns, for example, is having the catcher on, mm. for example. And so you're always having to stop and empty the catcher and go again and empty the catcher. Yep. So now I mow my lawns all the time mm-hmm. so that I don't have to use the catcher. Yes. It's much quicker. It's much less of a hassle. It's much lighter and less stressful on the yes. body. And if you're doing it every sort of four or five days, mm-hmm. you don't need a catcher, of course, because yep. it never get you're not – you're not cutting huge swathes of lawn. You're just sort of trimming. And that, that uh, excess of lawn that you've trimmed just falls back into the lawn and it gives you a very lush, very healthy lawn. That's right. It's, um, it's exactly what I do. In fact, the catcher on my lawnmower has never been used. Okay. Never been used. Yes. I'm just straight over the top of it. And actually it makes it a far more enjoyable process. The least enjoyable process, the part of mowing lawn was turning the lawnmower off, which I always did for safety. Yes. Taking the catcher off, big clumps of grass falling For, out onto the ground. And you have to ground. scoop them up. You've got to pick them up, yeah. put them in, and then walk to where, you know, walk to the neighbour's fence and chuck it over the fence. Yeah. You know, you're drucking it over there. He's screaming out, how many times have uh, I told it's, you? It's not your property. Yeah, and I've got my headphones on pretending I can't hear them. Um so I never liked that. So now, I'm, mate, I'm absolutely bloody loving it. And you just sort of step back, you know, on your uh, on your balcony there, your deck, uh, and I just drink it in. 
Oh, mate, I tell you what I do because you know that I like to go and stare at my veggie patch. Mm. And I, that's probably I, why they're all dying. Yeah, well, I, I, I and I do that. We talked about this in the last podcast, I think, about the nudists with the hands on the hips. Mm. There's nothing I like more than after I've mown the lawn, standing in the middle of the lawn with my hands on my hips, looking yeah. at my veggie patch, looking at my lawn, going beautiful with your balls out. Yeah, with my balls out, yeah, totally nude. Uh, beautiful because there's something very natural. There's something very basic yeah. about it. That's that's good for the soul. Yeah. Couple of radishes hanging off there. Yes. No, I completely agree. And um, you know, f- for some reason, it does, and it's not always the case. I'm not speaking about this uniformly, but it's uh, well, I am speaking about it uniformly. You know, by and large, it falls to the male. Yes. To do the lawns, um, and I always get the missus to come out uh, and make her give me a compliment about it. Yeah. You know, to tell me what a good boy I am. Yes. And how great the lawns are looking. You know, yeah, she knows yeah. that I just need a little compliment around that. Just so I know. Well, that's the thing, you know. If, if people are complimenting you on what you're doing, giving you positive feedback, mate, you do a better job, don't you? That's right. You do a good job. Yeah, exactly. But, but you, you know, how is she going to get the attention? Yeah, well, the issue here, because I suppose we should get back to what Brad is asking us, is he's basically saying his wife is getting jealous of the scenario where it feels like Brad is giving more attention to his beautifully manicured lawn mm. as opposed to his lovely wife, and she's getting a bit peeved about it, yeah. uh, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, that we need to address, I guess. Well, how much time are you putting into manicuring your missus, or is she manicuring herself? Um, how much time are you spending with the lawns? Are you doing it every single day? I mean, this is the, what are you doing? Like maximum of probably two hours a week on the lawns, um, and that still leaves you with you know, hundred and eighty odd hours for the for the missus. That seems like a pretty good split. Yeah, uh, but I guess you're just at, what she won't like is that you're visibly at your happiest with the lawn. Yeah, I, I think that's more the aspect, isn't it? Yeah, you're at your most content. Yeah, you're at your calmest, yes. happiest moment because you've just mown your lawn. Yeah, and she sees that and she thinks, "How can I ruin it? Yeah, how? Why? Why is he never like that with me? Yeah, well, I mean, why is he with me? He's always agitated, wanting to do his lawns. Mm. You know what I mean? Why is that? Do you think? In answer to her question, why is that? Yeah, that is a good question. I mean, it's possible that um, you know, Brad here has gone a bit too far with his love of the lawns. It could be that Brad is actually using his lawns to deliberately ignore his wife. Yeah, or to deliberately make his wife jealous. Yes. You know, I remember watching um, one of those movies from back in the day. It was a documentary from around the world. It was sort of like a snuff movie. It had a connection. It was documentary, but it had all sorts of different things in it from around the world. But something of death. But there's also like those... People, before YouTube, now it's so commonplace, it doesn't matter. You see people get shot and run over by cars left, right and centre. But it had that sort of thing, which was very strange to behold uh, for the time. But it also showed an African tribe um, that would go out uh, coming into the spring season and they would get their spears and there was sort of a fern on the ground and they would stab into the heart of the fern and then they would the males, the hunters, then they would make love to the hole that they'd created oh, God. in the top of this plant. Yes. And then at the point of climax, they had to um, have in their mind the animal that they most wanted to hunt in the coming season. Right, okay. So they were fertilising Mother Earth with the animal that they wanted to be most prolific for them to hunt. Now, Faces of Death, that's what it was called. Right, okay. So now, if Brad's been watching Faces of Death... And got some ideas. Right, I see where you're going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we getting the whole story here? Yeah. Um, because if that's what's going on, mate, that's not, that's not good. 
No. That's no good at all. No, certainly not. Um, you know, if I was you, and that's the sort of feelings that you're having about your lawn because you love your lawn so much, I'd just quickly dash inside and see the wife. You know? Yeah. And, and get it on with the wife while thinking about your lawn. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that could be a way of, you know, you know, he could spend time with his wife and quality time, yeah. but be thinking about his lawn. That's right. Um, Two just, birds with one stone. You know, what you can also do is take pictures of your lawn. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, while she, while you're spending time together, you can just have a quick sort of go into the photos yep. and look at pictures of your lawn well, while she's talking to you. Ideally, you'd have your um, your bed set up so that you can look over your wife's shoulder and see the lawn. Well, that's right. See yeah, the lawn yeah, live, yeah. you know, because there's <laughs> yeah. nothing like seeing, you know, the wind blowing, uh, the wind blowing between the the hairs, you know, the blades of grass. Yeah, you know, that'll just that'll get you going. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no worries. Definitely. The only sort of downside of that is, of course, you have to have the curtains open. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and the neighbours will be peering. But I mean, the, you, there's pluses and minuses, aren't there? Well, your your neighbour doesn't like you anyway because you're already dumping your yeah, your well, that's right over the over the fence. And the last thing the last thing you want actually is your wife to notice. That while you're making love to her, you're staring lovingly at the lawn. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's, that's almost as bad as calling out another woman's name. Yeah. When you're making love. Yeah. Have you, you know ever done I mean? that? No. No, neither. Um, I don't call out anybody's name. No. As I've told you before, I operate in total silence. Yes. A creepy kind of silence. <laughs> um, but no. But, uh, yeah, Brad, I, I think there's ways around that. Uh, you've just got to make sure that you do spend some quality time with your wife as well as doing the lawns. Well, I think this is a win-win. Um, you know, if, you, if you're loving that, looking to spend it, go inside there and straight into the lovemaking um, act. Um, they should be happy. How do I give them both the attention they rightly deserve? Well, there's your answer. And outside of that, I mean, you know, a, a man's love of his lawns is forever. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're forced to choose, mate, You'll always have a lovely lawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff. Hey, well, um, Brad, thanks for that. It's a really good question. Right now it's time, which we haven't done for a while, actually, Mike. We did it a lot previously. Bit of pet chat Ooh, with Mike yeah. and Jace. Is that dog doing a shit on my lawn? Pet advice with Jace and Mike. Hi, guys. We have had four cats in three years. Two have escaped through different means. One escaped when the door was opened because of a small kitchen fire and the other escaped last night when the window screen fell through and she has yet to come back. To be fair, both were extremely skittish cats while the other two are not and always come when called and never go near open doors or windows. I feel it just can't be normal to lose two cats in three years otherwise people wouldn't have them for so long. Why does this keep happening? What do I do to fix this? That's from Susan over the email. Yeah, four cats in three years. Two have escaped through different means. Um, it's quite unusual, isn't it? I mean, because usually your cats are... You, I mean, I'm not a cat fan. Let me just say that up front, okay. mate. I'm not a cat fan. Right. But usually they're selfish, horrendous beasts, and they like to be around the, ho- the home so that they can be fed and pandered mm-hmm. to and, and looked after. Yeah. Um, so it calls into question Susan's treatment of said cats, yep. in my opinion, yes. whether or not she's treating them well, or like me, she actually hates cats. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there, I mean, obviously there's different kinds of cats. When I was a kid, we had one that had about, it was ours, but it had about seven owners. 
Yeah. So you'd see it once a week, and it just go around getting fed at different places. Yeah, well, they do that, don't they? They've, yeah, they've yeah. got a little circuit going yeah, on. The, the, that's right. The um, greedy bastards. Yeah, it's it's really intelligent, I think. Well, it is. It's clever. Um, it's like a it's like it's um, womanizing or philandering around the neighbourhood. Yes. Instead of uh, making love, it's eating jelly meat. Exactly. Different kinds of meat. Dirty at little places. Tom. <laughs> Um, so you know, we don't know what you might have just got unlucky with a couple of um, couple of cats that you've had. I mean, you've still got two, but it does call into question your treatment, um, Susan. Um, and it's hard to know. But for example, if you're kicking your cat, yeah, they don't like that. No, they don't like that. Um, if you're spraying them with water and things like that, urinating. I had a mate that urinated on his cat once. He was right. so filthy with it. You well, know, I'll tell you why he did it, because the cat was pissing inside all the time. So he went, bugger that. Right. Here's a taste of your own medicine, and urinated on said cat. Yeah. Well, it didn't go anywhere. That stayed around and just would sit on the couch stinking of his urine. And, of course, we were talking in the last podcast, they don't like, um, you know, someone farting in their face. No. No, they don't like that. So, you know, if you're farting. Have you been farting in the cat's faces, uh, Susan? That's a question I've got to ask. Um... Because that that will put them off. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's a choice between your place and someone else's place, you're both feeding them, but you're farting in the cat's face. They're probably going to choose the other house, aren't they? Yeah. You know, just as home base. Exactly. Um, you might be a backup. So yeah, just really, if I was you, I'd just Google how do I treat cats, um, or or even better, Google the treatment that you're giving your cat and uh, and find out if that's normal behaviour for other cat owners. Yeah. Well, she she does make the point though that there, um, two of them were skittish, and well, the other two aren't skittish. Well, yeah, they probably don't like her approaching them and then squatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see the squat happening and they immediately have to get out of there. Yeah. Um, getting a bit getting a bit cringy. Yeah. Um, now you've also had a kitchen fire. Yes. Yeah. You know, another thing cats don't like is fire. No. Now, so if they think that your house is prone to being on fire, I think that's probably why that one's left. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like if a place was on fire, I'd just go, well, I'm not going back there. Like the, I don't think cats understand that well, humans have the capability of, to extinguish the yeah, fire. Yeah, to put out the fire. And, and particularly when, of course, from their perspective, they're, co- they're covered in fur. Mm. Um, fire's not a thing that you're going to be attracted to. It's not a good mix. Um, so I could see, I could understand a cat being skittish given that there's a fire in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I get a bit skittish around fire. Yeah. Um, when I was a... Uh, oh, no, I, I love fire. Yeah, well, it depends, doesn't yeah. it? So, as long as it's in control, obviously. Yeah. When I was uh, 12, um, I was lying in bed and me, me dog, Sally. Yes. She came and jumped on my bed uh, to wake me up. To, she wanted to go to the toilet. Um, so I got up reluctantly and uh, took her outside. And when I came back into my bedroom, uh, my bed was on fire. Right. Now, that made me skittish. Yes, that would make me skittish. Uh, my, my bed was ablazing. Um, and the, what had happened there is I woke up and I used to, I had two switches beside my bed. One was for my stereo and I liked my music, so I'd always turn my radio on in the morning. Sure. The other one was for my bar heater. And what I had on my wall above them was lots of posters. I had a Budweiser poster. Yeah. Really big one with three ladies a sunbathing. Right. They were all yeah. wearing okay. the, you know, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 12. Um, and that, had, that was always falling off the wall. The blue tech. Would always fall off yeah, the wall. Yeah, it loses it? its stick yeah. after a while, I doesn't it? I just, you know, 
little advertisement for Bluetech. It's a bit shit. Yes. Or at least it was. So those posters have fallen down, and I've grown tired of picking them up and putting them back. So I think what will happen is I was sleepy, I woke up, I turned on the heater rather than the stereo. Then I've gone outside. The posters are caught gone fire up in flames. And, uh, our house burnt to the ground. Great. But on the upside, I got on the front side, uh, front page of the uh, Living Chronicle. Great. Um, because my dog had saved me. Yes. When technically it was probably the dog's fault for waking me up, which led to me turning on the heater. Yeah. Yeah, but front page of the paper, bit of a win. Great story, mate. Yeah, yeah. Great story. Look, I, I think I, I, my advice to you, Susan, is just don't have cats. Mm. I mean, as I say, I'm not a fan of them anyway. Selfish, mm. dirty, strange creatures. And, um, you know, particularly, there's nothing worse than a skittish cat either, is there? Skittish, you know, that when you approach them, they get into that whole hissy sort of back, yeah. bent back kind of scenario. Get the fuck out of my house if you're going to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I am a cat lover. See, I, I don't mind a bit of a hissing. Right, Because okay. at least I know where I stand. Whereas with a dog, a dog will go still. Yes. It judges you. And you don't know which side you're going to come out on. It's either going to cheer up immediately and start wagging its tail, or it's going to rip your arm out of its socket. True. With a hissing cat, okay, I'll stay away from you. Although sometimes you're rubbing their tummy and then they just latch on. Yeah, they do the old latch Or they do that pinprick on the thighs, you know, oh, where they yeah. just bring their feet up and yeah, down, up and down. You, yeah, treat you like a, a, uh, pin a scratching post. Yes. Which I don't like. That always annoyed me. Yeah. Uh, but that's a sign of affection for them. Well, it's not actually. They're just self-serving, sharpening their claws so they can rip your arm up later. Um but yeah, it's uh, you lost a couple of cats. It's it is probably a victory. Yeah. Um, well, who wants four cats for a start? Yeah, exactly. A bigger problem, Susan, is you turn into a cat lady. Yeah. How many, how many cats do you need? Exactly. You know, I think two is two is plenty. Um, and what happened here? The other one, the Went other one got the, away. This window screen fell through. I get your window screen <sighs> fixed up anyway. I tell you what, I'm not buying that story. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels to me like you've thrown the cat. Out the window. Mm. Mm. Or so, somebody has. Yeah, yeah. Because I came home from, I told the story before about our, our pet parakeet, was it? Cockatiel it was. And uh, my mother hated it because of the squawking and the pecking out the feathers and all that sort of thing. And sure. would have the blanket over it 24-7. But I liked it. Um, had, had a funny personality, I thought. Yes. But I came home from school one day and um, the bird was gone. And... Um, I said, where's Cocky? And mum said, oh, yeah, I um, I let him out to have a fly around because we used to let him out to have a fly. He wouldn't fly, mostly. Because sort of he had no feathers. Yeah, he was a bit of limping. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, and uh, I left all the windows open and he flew out the window and he's gone. And I thought, oh, that's sad. And then it was years later I thought, it feels like a deliberate act. Yeah. When every single window in the house is was open. open, yeah. Yeah, and the curtains were pulled back. Um, you know, so possibly, Susan, you've got somebody else in the house that's throwing your cats through the window. Like if Jace and I were living together, I love a cat, Jace ha- hates cats. If all of a sudden the kitchen's on fire and, you know, the winds, the screen on the window is collapsing outwards and there's an imprint of a cat on it, you know, I'd start thinking, hmm. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I just look to your flatmates there, mate. You might be getting uh, stitched up a bit here. Yeah. Hey, but uh, nonetheless, Susan, great uh, question, and hopefully that advice has uh, helped you. Just on that, uh, 
by the way, people, send in your questions because we love to answer and give out the advice. We don't do this for fun. We do this to help people, don't we, Mike? And no, certainly not the, for fun. The more, uh, the, the more you send in, the more we can respond. And don't forget also to give us a five-star rev- uh, rating and a review, Mike, because that makes us feel like we're actually achieving something. Yeah, absolutely right. It helps us with our uh, charts. Yes. Um, so if you're on the Apple there, you can uh, give us a rating, a review, Um just make it five stars. It's just easier. Yeah, I uh, think so. And then, uh, yeah, just subscribe right across the board, be it on iHeartRadio, uh, be it on your iTunes or be it on Spotify. And, uh, of course, you can always get in touch with us on the email or talk with Jason Mike uh, at gmail.com and also on the Instagram. Flick us through any questions for your advice. All talk with Jason Mike on there as well. Great stuff, mate. Hey, well, thanks for taking the time to uh, listen to this podcast. Of course, we'll be back very shortly. Until then, take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.